Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores the many ways Bob Jones University is advancing God's kingdom through Christian education with the biblical worldview. I'm Daniel Lehman, a current student at BJU and co-host for this podcast. Well, we'd like to welcome you today to our podcast, Highest Potential. I'm Steve Pettit. And I have here Mr. Daniel Lehman. Daniel, how you doing? I'm doing good, Doc. Doing You're a good. senior. Yeah, almost graduated, too. Yeah, how many, <laughs> how many days left? Um, let's see here. Well, Friday's the last day of classes, so that's tomorrow. And yep. then it's just finals, and I have my last final. It's going to be an ethics paper that's due Thursday for me. So I guess that's literally seven days. Well, you're, you're pushing right up to the end before you say goodbye. Yes, sir, we are. <laughs> Friday graduation. Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate Friday. appreciate you being on the uh, podcast with us all year long. And uh, so tell me, uh, uh, tell me uh, what your what your plans are next. So here you are, senior. Your your major is ministry and leadership. Okay. So finishing that up at the undergrad, and then I'm actually going to be attending the seminary here okay. at the university. Going to get a master's in biblical counseling over there, and I have the position to be a GA. Uh, that's what I'm going to do, be actually a hall mentor over in Ironside. So it's going to okay. be a great time to invest in guys over there, build relationships, and I'm really looking forward to it. Good. So. Biblical counseling will go right hand in hand with uh, being a dorm mentor. That it will. It'll be very so th- practical and applicable immediately. <laughs> so this summer, what you, what are you doing this summer? Summer, I'll be heading back home to Illinois, helping out my dad with the church there. And when I'm not doing that, I'll be kind of working part-time as well. So. so will you do a little preaching this summer? I'll probably have an opportunity or two to do some of that. Yes, sir. I'm sure your dad will pass the uh, hand the baton off to you at least like once or twice this summer. I'm sure I can get them once or twice. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful time of the year. It's probably as pretty here now as it'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not into the hot summer months yet. Very nope. comfortable. Very much so. And uh, students seem like they're pushing to the end. For the most part, yep. Yep. There's a few seniors, so I think they're so ready to be done. But for the most part, they're pushing to the you end. Know, endure to the end, and you shall be... Saved. Graduated. Yes. That's it. Amen. That's right. Great. Well, today on our program, we have uh, Pastor Tim Richmond, and Tim Mm -hmm. pastors the Grace Baptist Church in Queens, New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you were to say what your takeaways from his three messages that he preached, what would you say they are? You can see a man who was passionate about the ministry he had up there, and it was a great challenge to us of... um, he had three, three, three simple questions for us. See, it was, um, oh boy, as soon as I say three simple, I'm, I'm forgetting. It was how, or in a sense, why, why we share the gospel, ambassadors for Christ. Then we had the motive behind it, the uh, when, and then the, 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 the need. And he did a great job portraying that, challenging us. I know evangelism is something that we all... Uh, I think could do a better job with, particularly here uh, at the university. We get in our Christian circle. So him challenging us to remember, hey, we're representatives for Christ. Find three people this summer, regardless of where we're at, what we're doing, who we can pray for and share the gospel with. And then he gave us a great charge from Jude to go out and do that. Well, listen, we're, we're looking forward to this conversation that I was able to have with him. And I hope you folks that are listening will enjoy it. And I hope your hearts will be stirred and give you a vision for reaching people with the gospel. 
we are delighted today to have here on Highest Potential, Pastor Tim Richmond of the Grace Baptist Church in Queens, New York. Tim, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Good to be here. We are we're very excited about your ministry among us. Yesterday was a great message, and we're looking forward to today. It was good. Good to share. Uh, enjoyed seeing the, the students, uh, their bright faces, happy faces, a great, great group of folks to preach to. It was interesting. At 11.35, all their faces changed. <laughs> I don't know why that happens every time. I know it does, probably, but it, I've never seen a bear robbed of its cubs yeah. until yesterday. I yeah, saw like 2,500 of them <laughs> change right at yeah. that one minute. Yeah, thanks, Pastor. But they were so pleasant at 11.34. Yeah, they were and, and it was. A, I really enjoyed it, really, yeah. and looking forward to today, sharing a little more practical how-to in evangelism. And so well, that's great. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you. Well, tell us, um, I know you're you're pastoring in New York City, and you've been there as your pastor of your church 14 years, and prior to that, you are also working in a local church in New York. Yes, yes. So, graduated from, from Bob Jones, MDiv, in 2004, and uh, was ordained here locally at Mount Calvary that July. I think within two weeks of ordination, we had moved to, to New York City. We had moved to Brooklyn. And, wasting uh, no time. Right. I was ready to ready to get into ready to actually, you know, I I, I learned about New York from here, right? I uh, listened to Matt Recker share city sites that stir the soul. And, and that started stirring my soul. Took a university trip to visit some cities in the Northeast. We went to Baltimore, Philly, uh, New York. In New York, I met Bickle. This was the ministerial class that took me up there. Met Jim, Pastor Jim Bickle. Jim, yeah. And uh, at that time they were when we were there that day we were they were breaking down a storefront uh a storefront room uh that that were holding their first church there at Bethel Baptist Fellowship and so i saw him i, I met him as a as a young student saw his love for god pray his prayer heart for prayer he had seven kids raising seven kids there in brooklyn and i was like i need to i need to come up and learn more about this and so i spent a summer there that same room, that same storefront, we, we packed with like 120 people. It's I, over 100. This is like 700, 800 square feet. And, uh, and in the summer in New York, like you'd open the doors and this sweat and, and stink would just flow out of that room. But people were used, like they're used to being in, crammed in the subway. And uh, so, I mean, I just really learned to love the city. I learned to love people. And I was like, I got to come back here. And uh, so finished the seminary finished seminary here uh and just within yeah within a few weeks i was back in new york ready to ready to serve and uh and praying about church planning at that point well let's uh let's back up we'll be, okay. be like a movie that starts and then you kind of go back you know six years or whenever um tell us a little bit about your background how you were raised okay well my uh actually my dad uh was a part of a church plant from one of um er jordan chief with Lansdale, uh, so, Calvary Baptist in Lansdale, yeah, Calvary Pennsylvania. Baptist in Lansdale. Yeah. Uh, he, he joined with another young man from the seminary there. And I didn't really think about this later, but, but my parents were involved in church planning. So as a kid, I saw, uh, them meeting in a public school as they got started. I saw the joys of church planning actually was baptized. They didn't have anything, but, uh, actually they used a casket. They used a casket that was like that you'd I think it was a it was a casket 
that that uh, like what you would deliver a casket in. I, I don't know what that is, but that's what it was. And they lined this thing with uh, with uh, with plastic, and that's what they baptized in. Uh, so, church planting in Jersey, they moved to Virginia, um, and even in 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 Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, as as a teenager, I would do a did a paper route downtown Roanoke, Virginia. Not the largest city, but I would see people digging through the trash at 4 a.m. and and uh, see the part of the community that wow, this 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 is uh, this is where I need to be. I need so, to be. In the so so the providence of God in the way you were Absolutely. raised allowed you to see things that touched your heart. Yes, yes. And I was like, what city does God want me to go to? I went to Mexico City as a high high school student, thinking about maybe Mexico City, um, praying about any city, uh, and then um, and then as as I came here, really prayed about. The, the nations. What, what if I chose a city that had all the cities, and and that's what that's what the Lord gave me a burden for Queens for New York because mm. that's it. It's the city that that really it really has the pockets of all the cities of the world. You don't have to choose one city or another. You you could just hit hit all it's the all nations in Queens. there. Yeah. So you went up. You worked with uh, Pastor Jim Bickle for four years, and then uh, from there you you launched out in church planning. Yes. Were you all yes. by yourself when you started? We, well, we did, uh, we, we had a team. We had a family that uh, moved to help us. Uh, Brackbill, John and Sarah Brackbill. Uh, he finished his MDiv here at Bob Jones, who's in Boston now. And uh, actually a student, a young student that just loved this, a, a nursing student from Bob Jones. She had just finished her degree and was, hmm. was looking at getting a master's or next degree at Columbia. And uh, so she did, and she joined us helping there. Uh, had a had a call from a guy that uh, well, we had a team. Right, we had a team sure. of maybe fifteen people, and uh, so did a about a year of of deputation, uh, GFA Gospel Fellowship Association church planting program, mm. and then uh, about uh, eight months of Bible studies in the neighborhood. Uh, there as, as we moved into, into Queens. But even before that, like I was a youth pastor with, with uh, Pastor Jim Bickle. I was just serving every zip code of New York. Uh, I was a security guard, so I had midnights and, and a lot of hours to just sit and, and research and pray. And I and, uh, did a survey of every zip code, looked for the areas that were the most diverse in New York City hmm. and uh, that still needed a good church. A Bible-driven church, and uh, and so we started visiting those neighborhoods and came to to one in Queens. You said Bible-driven. I've never heard anybody say that. Well, I learned that here. I've heard I've heard Bible believing and Bible preaching, but Bible-driven is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it it drives us right, Right. and um, we really prayed about that. Prayed about what what would encapsulate what the church should be, Uh, and so when people ask what kind of church this is, we we don't say Baptist or. Because because that means so much to so many different people, right. or or by, but Bible driven kind of encapsulates. Yeah, we want to be forward thinking, but but what drives you? The yeah. glory of God. Yeah. Yes, I know that. Well, if you're glorifying God, you're going to be doing what He says, and right. um, and I, I think that's a it it's just a good way to summarize who we are and right. Um, it's interesting. I don't want to go down a rabbit trail, but I do remember. When I was sitting with John Brackbill in the living room, we were doing this Imagineering type session 
where we have all these slips of paper, paper or they, what is this church going to be like? Okay, we got to have prayer. We got to have making disciples of the nations. We got to have evangelism sharing. And so we're putting all of this down on slips of paper. And then we just kind of, I didn't, I didn't shove that aside. We kind of shove that aside, this, this prayer Bible driven type idea. And, and then we started coming up with all these other things. And I was like, we shouldn't push this aside. And so we took a year after that and just went through the New Testament thinking what is in the Bible about what God wants in a church. Hmm. And, and so we really did that. Like it wasn't just something that we said. We took a year to think through that carefully. And, and that's what Bible driven is. That's the yeah, so biblical convic- theology of church yeah. is going back to the Bible, reading through it without the textbooks and just say, this is what God wants in a church. Yeah. These 600 principles. Faith cometh and, by hearing, hearing by God's word. So you're driven by faith, yeah. uh, which which is where all the energy comes from, anyway. Absolutely. So you guys started. Uh, tell us how you got started. So we we did a big startup thing, right? We we uh, did this Bible study, and uh, the Brackbills did a Bible study, and then we passed out maybe twenty thousand invitations. And I'm recognizing in Queens that's very small. Like even just for Easter, we did eight thousand. Um, but, but, uh, it was the the Lord used it. Right. right? And, uh, and then we just started meeting and we had folks come and, and then started meeting people and connecting with people and, and the Lord, uh, slowly but surely builds his church as we are faithful sharing his message. And he, he does, he blesses his word. So tell us, give us some uh, stories, uh, maybe some illustrations about, people that have come to the Lord that you've met and kind of how it all came about? Well, I, uh, boy, I, there's just, uh, I do, I, we, we love our local diner. Uh, this is one thing that's good, good for me, especially. And we encourage our folks that way to, um, to start Bible studies. I like right now we're, we're encouraging them to have seven potted plants, people that they're really praying for. They're sharing the seed on their soil, but they're they're like these folks. They're they're praying for. They're sharing the gospel regularly with, and they're being a friend to them. Um, so so we do encourage that. One of the places that that's helpful for me is is our local diner. We've we've uh, been able to see some folks uh, come to know Christ there as we share share the word on a regular basis. So your evangelism is a lot of just as you go, yeah. As you live, yeah. I I I think New York's a little different for me. It's how our messages, how our message is disseminated in my culture. Mm. So that's going to look different in Idaho. It's going to look different mm. in Maine or South Carolina. But I just got to this is the powers in the message mm. being delivered to that heart. Mm. So how our message is normally delivered, um, I in my community. That is the internet, so I have to use the internet. We have to use YouTube. We have to use Google Ads. We have to use, you know, social media. But as far as in people's faces, I, they don't they don't want me on the corner yelling at them. Yeah, that that's not normal. But there are politicians, there are banks that that give messages on the corner with a little table in front of them. So I do that. Right, mm-hmm. I just look at what's normal in my community for sharing words. So let me but just. But most ta- importantly, would be you know getting to know people. Yeah. So what so, so what shop. you're saying is that you you try to 
what you're saying is that evangelism, first and foremost, is the message getting out to people. So the question is, what's the avenue? How do you do it? And what you're looking for are intentionally looking for uh, ways in which people normally communicate or they get messages out. Yes. And what is the what is that what is that most effective way today? Yeah, get the seed on the soil. Get the seed on the soil. So like as long as it's not compromised, we just got to get the seed on the soil in as many ways as possible. And I really don't want anyone to go to hell in our neighborhood. And mm. I think maybe we lost this as pastors, this this parish mentality. And so so like as the way I communicate to our church, we do have two two ideas. You have the personal mentality of you need at least seven people that, that the Lord has laid on your heart, that you're befriending them for the gospel. And we've gotten away from that, perhaps. Uh, we, we need to be doing that. Mm. But then also, like, my whole city is my parish, and I need to make sure that I'm, I'm sharing this, not just with these seven. Um, and, and if you're more social, maybe you have 17, maybe you have 70 uh, my wife meets someone new every day. Like every time she goes out, it's like it seems as though she's meeting someone new. So that may be more your like you're very relational, right. right? But that's no excuse. All of us need to be doing that. You all need. I'm sorry to ask the students, how many friends do you have that are non-Christian? And it's just good to hear. Okay, this person has one or zero. Well, this person has ten or twenty. Well, we all need to have seven. We right. We need to at least have seven. Um, but also, the, my my community is a parish, so I'm thinking. How am I disseminating the seed on the whole community? Because I'm not going to be friends with all 200,000 people around me, or even in Greenville, all, all right, 100,000 people around me. So I need to be doing both and right. uh, the seed on the soil. And so tell us, tell us, you know, New York City for the average person is a kind of a mystery because a lot of people, if they've been there, they've only gone into Manhattan, drive around. Maybe they went to a Broadway show. Maybe they went, you know, downtown or, you know, Statue of Liberty, that kind of thing. But it's a massive city, you know, millions of people. So tell us, you're in Queens. Tell us about Queens and then tell us about your neighborhood because that's probably uh, out of people's way of thinking normally. Like we live here in Greenville, and I don't think of necessarily the West End or – or this Dellwood across the street, we just think of Greenville. You right. Know? Yeah. So because, yeah. because we can get around Greenville, the whole city, very easily, whereas yeah. Queens is a little different story. Yeah. So there's there's a couple million people in each of these boroughs, roughly speaking, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Bronx, and Staten Island, a little less than Staten Island. And, and so these are all different cities almost in themselves, and they do have a different character. They do have different makeups. But, but really, the whole city is very diverse. But Manhattan is not as much. It's like, that's where, yeah, people go and take pictures. And it's very small. Like, you could, I jog up and down Manhattan. It's, it's not that large. It's east to west, it's very small. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and so there, there are good churches throughout Manhattan. But Manhattan's like big money. Now, COVID's really slain the giant there. But, but it's coming back. You know, right. it's coming back. But most people live in, the, in Queens, in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, and commute to, to Manhattan. So Brooklyn is, uh, it is more hipster, trendy. Uh, I love Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn. 
right? Um, but uh, but what, what we have in Queens is a little different. It's just, it is the international community. Hmm. It is, there, there are people groups in Queens that are no longer existing where they've come from. And hmm. so linguists are doing these studies that there are languages spoken in Queens that aren't spoken anywhere else in the wow, world. Wow, that's very interesting. And, and it's like uh, hundreds of languages, right? And hmm. The most diverse neighborhood in the world is in Queens, just one subway stop away from us. Um, I wanted to go there, but there was already a good church there. So, so we're one subway stop away. And, uh, and, and yet it's just, it's people groups from all over. And, you know, people think New Yorkers are mean that that's not the world, right? You just think not mean, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gruff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you get to know people in all over New York, but, but people are just people, Right, you have this rough facade because maybe you've been taken advantage of, or you're just skeptical. But um, I mean, just think of all these people groups of the world, like the the Asian communities, Hispanic communities, African communities. These these are just Arab communities. They're very gracious people, mm. and and we find that in in our church, right? People from all over the world, just very gracious. So tell how many what what how many different people groups oh, do you have boy. in your church? Like just your church. I know even just like African communities, we probably have. Uh, five or so uh, in your church, African country. Yeah. And then like, what would be some of the countries? So, uh, Zambia, uh, Kenya. Um, and then, uh, uh, we've had, we've had a lot more than that, but right now, Zambia, Kenya, uh, Ghana. Um, we, we've had, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into details from some folks, but like, 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 uh, um, talked to one lady who was saved and baptized in our church, and and uh, I said she she said my dad's speaking at NYU tonight, and I said well, who's your dad? She's like oh he runs our country, it's just oh. so a lot of the folks that that are in in Queens or in, in New York they're they're from like like it's they're they're awesome people they're like just awesome yeah. people in in their culture and and they've they've made it here and we just really need to welcome them embrace them. In in the church, right in the church, um, but people from all you know all over now. Now our area. So as I was looking at all over the all over New York, we we did find this area. Northeast of us is very Asian. Uh, it's it's Flushing. What a name for a community. But yeah. that's the name of it. Uh, and then north northwest of us is Corona, uh, very Hispanic. Uh, southeast of us is Jamaica, so it's very, very Jamaican, but also uh, Pakistani, Muslim, uh, and, and then Islander, Black, African American, and then southeast is very Russian. Southwest, I'm sorry, huh. very Russian. It's the stands. So we've seen like the same diner. We had a Uzbekistani young man get saved, and very Muslim background, but he was a waiter there, right? He gets saved. He has to put put his uh, Bible that we gave him in a placemat from the. The, to, to keep it hidden from his family. Hmm. Um, but now he's married. He brings his wife into my office and says she's Japanese. She needs to get saved, Pastor. Let's, yeah. uh, you got to talk to her. Get her saved. All right. And then she starts meeting with a lady in our church. She's saved. Get saved. And, um, like, so there's, it's just a, it's a, it's a slice of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be careful. I talk too much no. uh, about this. But it is, it's a beautiful place to make disciples as is all of our cities and all of our communities, right? Yeah. All of our communities are like this, are like this now. Uh, like everybody in New York has moved to the South, right? So I know, right, I, I know that, that you've been honked at 
behind you at the light. And that's, yeah, that, they were just living in New York. Yeah, just yeah. my neighbor. Right. Yeah. So we're filling back up with the world, but the rest of New York is moving and, and our cities are moving because right. people realize, oh, it's so much cheaper. Right. And people are so kind outside of our city. So, so this happens and it just takes 20 years. And, and then, and then the city's in your backyard and, and then you're making disciples of the nations as well. Hmm. That's just the neat thing about America, right? This is a really a neat opportunity. I don't know how long it'll last, but we can make disciples of the nations here. Unlike most countries. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause they come here. Well, I think, uh, I think we've gotten kind of just the heart in the heart is people. The heart is the gospel. The heart is loving people and the power and the transformation that the gospel brings in a person's life and then becoming a part of the body of Christ, the church. And uh, it's made up of every tribe, tongue, nations, people, groups from all over the world, and they come into the church. And in your unique situation, you have your, your, your group is, is very diverse just simply because of where you live. And this is the way the church ought to be, to be constantly reaching people from all of these people groups. Amen. And, and yeah, you see, John looks at people. I don't know. Am I wrong here, Doctor Pettit? Like, like he looks out there and he sees people from every oh, nation. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it just in seems Revelation, as yeah, he yeah. sees the diversity of it. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. It's not going to be white. No, <laughs> just white. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be everything. Yeah. 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 It's, well, it's like what we definitely we've, open borders. What we've talked, yeah. What we've talked, what we've <laughs> talked here about at Bob Jones is that actually. When we look at the world from a biblical perspective, uh, we all are descendants from one man, Adam. So therefore, yeah, we're all part of the human absolutely. race. But God has God has God's diversity is not in a diversity of races; it's in a diversity of ethnicities, absolutely tongues, yeah. tribes, people yeah. groups, nations, and that the gospel is to go to all the world, which is to all people groups. And out of that, God's going to save for Himself a people. Absolutely that will make up the glory of heaven of a people redeemed from all over the world. So, yeah. Well, listen, thank you for your time. We're excited about what you're going to be giving in chapel today and, and um, challenging our students to have a vision for evangelism, especially as they go out this summer. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 